were so excited to see their finally away to Savior, they left their flocks and went over to go see and went, went over to go see the baby Jesus. They rode day and night to see baby Jesus born for me. Twinkle, twinkle, little star, you're the brightest star by far. Then the wise men saw a star, the star, and they, and they went to baby Jesus too, and they brought gifts. Sweet, smelly spices. And then that is the story of the nativity. <laughs> Well, you can certainly tell which kids' parents forced me to go to Sunday school every day. My parents actually forced me to memorize the whole Christmas story, which it sounded like that one kid did too, so I used to preach it when I was like a little kid. I, um, I was watching uh, It's a Charlie Brown Christmas with our kids the other night, and I love that line when Charlie Brown yells out in frustration, can anyone please tell me what Christmas is all about? And you know, Linus does his thing, and light pops on, and he tells the story. It's, like, really cool. But, you know, it, it really is true that, um, especially, you know, when we kind of get in the middle, you know, it seems, like, annoying to go to church on Christmas Day, but, like, this is really the point. I mean, the real meaning of Christmas is to celebrate this birth, this miracle that God did for us. And, you know, when I think that we're always kind of struggling with the true meaning of of Christmas and and you know when you're young it's pretty clear right i mean it's all about the presents and uh, you know i i'm sure we all remember there was you know the one of the first christmases that we can remember when we wanted that one thing and when we actually got that thing it was like you know pure joy and magic but now that we're older it's just a little different isn't it and I'll never forget the, uh, the day that Christmas changed for me. It was my first year of college, and I drove all the way home to come back from college to go to Christmas, and I'm sitting around the tree with my uh, siblings and my mom and dad, and, and I'm just, like, really excited about, you know, coming home for Christmas, and I'm, I get this gift, and it's, like, in this box And I'm, of course, thinking and hoping that it's the keys to a new car, you know. And so I start opening the present, and I peel away, and I open the box, and to my horror, it was a pair of black socks. And then, as if it couldn't get any worse, like, the very next present I opened was a value pack of deodorant. I'm not sure what they were trying to tell me, but Christmas was never, ever the same for me after that. Now, of course, I'm so old that I think that all my stinking socks have holes in them, and all I could wish for for Christmas this year was black socks so that I didn't have to go to the store and buy any. So. But, you know, we all get caught up, I think, in the, in the Christmas chaos, and, you know, we wonder whatever happened to that magic that we used to feel as a kid. And if you're like me, man, you really want to feel that on Christmas. You want to feel that kind of magical moment. And... The truth is that everything becomes so crazy busy in the midst of the holiday season now that for a lot of us, we're just happy it's like almost over because it's so chaotic. So this morning, I'm going to describe this as we're sitting here in the middle 
of the hurricane. Right? So the first wave has kind of gone through the craziness of the holidays, and there's like this peaceful moment in time just before the next wave comes with the kids going back to school and we're going back to work and all the craziness of, of the new year. And so I'd love to have just this few moments of peace this morning where we just grab a hold of the true meaning of Christmas and we give thanks for what God has done for us. So while on the surface, I think that, you know, in the true meaning of Christmas, we always kind of equate it to stuff like shepherds and and wise men and the stable and all the angels and whatnot. Is it possible that really the true meaning of Christmas just comes down to those few words that the angel said to Mary when he was sitting there trying to convince her that, no, this is not a dream. No, this is really the real deal. You really are going to be a mom. You're really going to have God's son. And then he just says, finally, hey, nothing is impossible with God. Nothing. I think that if I were to ask you if you believe, you know, this morning, if you believe in God, if you believe in the story of Christmas, I think you'd say, of course, that's why I'm sitting here on Christmas morning in church and not somewhere else. And yet deep down, I think there are things that we all probably struggle with, with the whole idea of Christianity or the Christmas story that doesn't always make much sense to us. And so quietly, we'll say to ourselves, yes, Lord, I believe, and we'll try to convince ourselves about our belief, but do we really, do we really believe in the possibilities of that belief? So, if you could just indulge me for just one second, can you just say those words, nothing is impossible with God, with me? Can we do that? Count of three. One, two, three. Nothing is impossible with God. One more time. Nothing is impossible with God. Now, when you said those words just now, were you, beyond just being annoyed by me making you speak, but were you inspired by those words when you hear them? Do you really grab a hold of them as truth? Or is there just like a twinge of doubt in the back of your mind that goes, hmm, not sure. And if you're doubting, you have to realize you're not alone in it, right? I mean, even Mary on that very first Christmas, she wasn't believing it. She kept saying, how is it possible? How is it possible? How is it possible? Until, you know, finally Gabriel's beating her over the head saying, hey, nothing's impossible with God. Joseph didn't believe it. He was like ticked at Mary. They were like going to break off the engagement and whatnot until an angel came to him and said, hey, it's really true. So if it's that hard to believe in real time when it's actually happening right there in front of you, and if it's still that hard to believe when an angel is standing in front of you telling you that it's true, how much more difficult is it for us to believe some 2,000 years later with no angels, completely detached from the story, completely in a different culture, to truly grasp and believe that this is true? And I think it all comes down to just that one word that we hold on to more than anything else in the Christianity, and that is the word faith. 
faith. Now, I've learned in my life to grow increasingly more comfortable with mystery rather than certainty. To become more comfortable kind of in the gray area versus the black and white. With the unknown versus what is known. I think we've all seen too much, probably, to walk away from our faith. But at the same time, we've seen too little to really know the unknown. To really know what is behind the curtain. And as hard as it is to understand, the Bible teaches us that out of our unbelief, we get faith. From our doubts, our faith is born and grows stronger. The more that we don't know, the more that we can know that what we believe in is true. And the more convicted we are about our belief in God. The power of Christmas, I think, is in the mystery of it all. Not in the certainty of it, as far as what the facts are, and was it a donkey, or was it a camel, or you know, what day was it that Christmas really was, or what kind of star was it, or whatever. None of it makes any sense to me. It's all pretty crazy. It's the most mysterious story in the whole Bible. I mean, common sense would tell you that the Son of God, if he's going to be born on earth, he should be born in a, born in a palace and not in a stable. He should be born to a king and not a carpenter doesn't make any sense that the Son of God is born to poor people, right? It's a story, though, that captures the imagination. And it makes us realize that anything, anything is possible. But the real magic of Christmas is found in the way that true generosity enters the world for the very first time on that very first Christmas. For God so loved the world that he gave his son to be born in a manger. He gave up everything for us. And that kind of generosity inspires us to live differently. It inspires us to want to be different, to want to live different, to be different people. It inspires us to be generous, and that is what inspires, and that is the feeling, I think, that we feel, that magical part of Christmas. And as you begin to understand that, I think when you look back then at the story of the birth of Christ, you begin to look at it differently. You get these images of the innkeeper, and the wise men, and the virgin birth, and the multitude of angels appearing to the shepherds. And it's like everybody is playing their role in the story of the nativity, but everyone is still pointing to the same message. That if God can do all that crazy stuff that happened in that story, that means that it really is true. Nothing, nothing is impossible with God. If Christmas is ranked as the kind of number one day of the year, can anybody 
guess what the number one most depressing day of the year is ranked? Which day is ranked the most depressing day? Anybody guess? Tomorrow, right? <laughs> December 26th. When we take all those incredible presents that people spend all the time getting for us and picking out for us, and we wrap them back up, and we grab the receipt, and we go back to the store, and we exchange them for something that we really want, and we go back into the crowds and the hustle and bustle of all of that. And, but when all that's finally over, right, the crowds die down, the family that annoys us finally leaves and packs up, and we are there by ourselves once again. All of the problems, all of the stuff and the pain that we've been able to successfully push aside for the last couple of weeks during the holiday season, it comes rushing back once again. And I think that as we're in that moment, we have to ask ourselves the question, is it possible that the real meaning of Christmas can go beyond just one day a year? Is it possible to carry the magic of Christmas all year long? Best I can figure, it's just before 11 a.m. on Christmas morning. And so there is still time to get it right this year. It's not too late to wake up and to grab a hold of the true meaning of Christmas. And realize that it's something that doesn't just happen on December 25th. Christmas really is something that we can carry into the new year. And all year long. And we can feel that sense of wonder every day. And so no matter what it is that you're dealing with. No matter what it is that you're going through. When we finally stop long enough to look inside of that manger we'll find hope, we'll find meaning. You know, just reflecting back, it's been a rough year for a lot of us. There's a lot of us that have truly just lost our way. There's been some of us that have had difficult times in our marriages. There's been some of us that have had difficult times with our kids. There's been some of us that have had financial issues. Some of us have had all of it. Some of us have lost somebody that we love very much. And so we go into today with kind of mixed emotions. And a lot of times we come to the end of the year and our faith is just worn and tattered. Because life can be really dark sometimes. But can you really believe and grab a hold of those words that Gabriel spoke to Mary, which I believe is the true meaning of Christmas, 2,000 years ago? Is what was true then still true today? Are there some things that have seemed impossible for you in the past that are now possible for you? With God. I've seen some incredible things in my life. I've seen some really bad stuff. I've seen really good stuff, but I have seen some miracles. And I will tell you that because 
somebody chose to believe in the impossible. Incredible things have happened. I've seen marriages that were on the verge of collapse completely transformed and healed. I've seen people's hearts who were as cold as ice become warm again, including my own. It's hard to believe, but I wasn't necessarily a pretty person in my past. I've seen people who lived a lot like Scrooge find generosity for the first time and have become completely fulfilled. I've seen people who have been depressed and lived in very dark, dark times who have found a sense of joy. And I've seen people who have prayed for healing become healed. And I've seen doctors say, and I've heard it with my own ears, that it just doesn't make any sense. Because somebody chose to believe in the impossible. Ask yourself, when you say those words, do you believe them? Do they ring true? Are those words that I can hold on to? Words that can carry me in my life? When you walk out of this room in a few minutes, I just pray that you can carry the simple message of the true meaning of Christmas with you. And if you just say that with me one more time, nothing is impossible with God. Amen. Thank you.